This is Aligned Designs, the show about creating a life of ease and flow and encouraging women to be 100% authentically themselves by following their inner authority and practicing transparency and vulnerability. This is the place where you can collect all the tools to help you construct your best life through the lens of human design. Here's your host, Allison Cullen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Aligned Designs podcast. This is your host, Allison Cullen, and I have a wonderful friend on with me today, and it's going to be a real treat for you guys. I can't wait for y'all to chat with Jackie Temple and get to know her. Jackie is one of my dear friends. I don't, did we meet like seven years ago? It would be six and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half, because it may be six, maybe closer to six. We met through, we were both VPs in our network marketing company. And we've also just really connected on a lot of other things too, like personal development stuff, human design stuff, digital course stuff, all of the things. So I can't wait for y'all to meet Jackie. Jackie is a mom, a wife, a teacher, an Ironman athlete, all the things. You you juggle a lot. You're definitely, okay, so Jackie's a manifester. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit, but definitely has wearing lots of hats aspect of manifestors. And so I can't wait for y'all to meet Jackie. Jackie, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your business called Mood Shift, which I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys all about that in the show notes too. And I'll link everything that we talk about. So you don't have to worry, but this is really fascinating and I've already taken one of her classes. So anyways, tell us about you. (laughs) Tell us about what you've, what you've started and all of the different things. Well, so first, this just jogged my memory. You called me an Ironman athlete, and it makes that always makes me laugh because I. What is it called? No, 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 no! I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying like, <laughs> at all. Ironman. Um, I, I, I am an Ironman finisher, but I always I've never looked at myself as an athlete, but I am an athlete. You know what I mean? But it's so funny. But this is why it made me laugh because I'm a manifester, which I've learned through Allison and through Allison's team. You know, Allison kind of got me digging into human design quite a bit. And I find it fascinating. I've realized from talking with her and learning so much that I have like really been a true on manifester my whole life in the way that I've gone about doing things like Ironman. Ironman was on my bucket list. I had never even done a triathlon and I didn't own a bike. And I wrote a letter to a bunch of bike stores in Columbus, Ohio, and to see if somebody would sponsor me. And someone did. That's amazing. So it's just so funny to me that it's like, when you like look back and you think of all the things that you've done that kind of align with that. But anyway, one quick thing we can touch on this later, but you know how I talk about how like parenting a manifester, do you feel like you were that way? Even as a young, young, young child, did it freak your parents out? I think so. My, my dad flat out has said before that he did not know how to parent me. Okay. Which is like so true. And he did not. Manifest. No one knows how to parent a manifester because they don't need to be parented. <laughs> well, and my, my, I felt like my mom and I always had, and, and my dad didn't mean it that way. It was, I think I was really sensitive. And I think sometimes that was frustrating for him. You know, like he's a great dad. Yeah. But, um, and my mom and I, it was almost like we aligned more in it. We could converse so easily that it was almost like a, a friendship vibe, even though she was parenting me, but it was just different. You know, it was like, and uh, now knowing what I know, I look back on it and I think it's really interesting, but yeah. Okay, I won't interrupt you anymore. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm so excited to talk to you just because it's fun. But so I, 
am a special education teacher of 23 years. This is my 23rd year as we, we actually, the title is intervention specialist, but I always say special education teacher because people don't understand what that is sometimes, but I've been doing that. I wanted to be a teacher since I was eight years old. I used to play school in the basement and I think I've always naturally been a teacher just of everything. And I think that's why I also, you know, jumped into a network marketing company where I could teach people about all kinds of, you know, like more things like be a business mentor and, and health and wellness mentor. And so like that's, that got me super excited. I, like I said before, as far as I've kind of was an athlete my whole life, but I would have never put myself in that category. And then when my daughter was five, I just kind of out of the blue was like, it's time for me to try an Ironman. <laughs> like, let's do it. And that actually, that came to be because my boyfriend at the time, now my husband, he is a drummer. He is a projector. He is a drummer. And he flat out, he got asked to be, they don't call them USO tours anymore. I don't know what they call, but he, but he got asked to go on a military, like where you go play for the troop and he was going to be gone for a long time. And when we met, I was anytime I was divorced. And when my daughter went to her dad's house, I would fill my time with like hanging out at bars with my friends and him leaving and going away. I was like, I need something else to focus on. Like I need something that's not going to be me going out with my friends all the time. And so I was like, you know what? Iron Man's always been on my bucket list. <laughs> and so I looked up a training plan online and started training and then realized I was going to probably need a bike and hence that story at the beginning. So yeah, so that's been that. I Now I teach part-time, which I'm super lucky, um, kind of manifested that in my life as far as having that extra time. That's why I'm sitting here on a Tuesday mid-morning with Allison recording this. And, and then just recently in the past a couple of years ago, I got introduced to heart math, which is a personal resiliency technique. And I became a certified coach in that. And then I all of a sudden kind of was sitting and I'm like, I have all of this experience, you know, as in performance, you know, I've choked plenty of times in, in an athletic platform and, in, or in, and even in the middle of an Ironman race, choked, like freaked out. I see kids every day with testing anxiety. I see people with communication issues, like all of these things. I've, I've learned a lot from being a divorcee and then a co and then co-parenting and then remarrying. And I got this idea for mood shift, which is kind of a compilation of a lot of life experience, a lot of teaching experience and the, and then just an into a small introduction of what heart math can do, just usually introducing one skill that can provide a shift for someone in that specific area of their life. So, and I'm just in the midst of launching all of that. By the time that we're putting this recording out, this podcast recording out, we will have most of your, most of your courses available to take. So they'll be linked below. I'm super excited. <laughs> and I wanted to, so I've been in two or three situations where Jackie has like actually walked through heart math with us which is very powerful because it sounds like heart math. It just sounds very like, oh, okay, that's cool. I want to learn more about that. But it's really, really magical. And Jackie's using her throat chakra, her voice to walk you through it, which I think makes it even more special than just a generator or projector, somebody walking you through that. Um, but it's, I can't explain it. I, all I know is that it took about five or 10 minutes each time, I think, 
And she sort of walks you through, it's not exactly a body scan necessarily, because I've done body scans. I've done a lot of different types of meditation, but she, she sort of walks you through like this, these different feelings and, you know, you get into feeling your heart energy. And by the end of the five or 10 minutes, it is like, you're a different human being. It is like, just like love has been injected into your veins, peace and calmness. And it's so magical. And I know it's not because our heart is magical. And so it's just tapping into that energy, but can you explain it in layman's terms for us? Yeah. So it's science. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's very scientific, essentially in layman's terms, your heart is the ignition to your brain, which is the engine. So a lot of people think everything starts in the brain when actually our heart is extremely powerful. And there is proof that there's actual brain cells in your heart center. I don't know the exact why. Okay. But like in your heart center, there are brain cells. And the other side of that is everybody always talks about energy, right? And everyone always knows that whole concept of when someone walks into a room, they can suck the life out of it, or they can add, or like they light it up. You know, those people when they walk in and everyone like all of a sudden looks at them and smiles and they like, you can feel it and it's like coming off of them. And then you have the people that everyone's like, oh my God. <laughs> so, I think oh. about, have you watched the Hulu show, What We Do in the Shadows? It's about, no. it's like, I'm going to write it down. It's like The Office, except vampires. And it's 20 minute episodes. So it's very short and sweet and whatever, but it's like the style of The Office with the, you know, doc, like documentary interview series. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interviews. I mean, it's vampires and then there's energy vampires. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And that's so the idea there is that scientific, the heart math science shows that the evidence we have is that energy from your heart can reach up to four feet um, around you. There actually is evidence that it reaches farther, but that's what I have for sure. So we're going to stick with that for now. Your brain is like only go, the energy only spreads like an inch and a half. Like it's insane. And there's this, there's all of this research and studies that shows that, you know, a mother and her child, it's, you know, like when you're in a room with someone or even a pet, if you can, if you can have your heart in coherence, which I'll explain in a second, but basically your heart rate variability eventually within a very short amount of time will sync up with your pet, your child, your spouse. I mean, there's, there's, there's evidence to prove it. And it's so funny because I went to a heart math like showcase and then I went to level one and two training before I became certified. And I went to school. I went to into my school then that Monday or whatever day it was, it doesn't matter. And I was having a conversation with a coworker and man, she was jazzed up. She was angry about one of my students and what their parents had said to her, you know, completely legitimate. Like it was an ego attack and all of us have ego and, and she was feeling, I, I, you know, I think there was pride there and she was just like freaking out. And I noticed that I was having my physiological response to annoyance, which is my ears get hot. Like I can feel it inching up my ears. And I was like, Ooh, you just learned in my head. I'm like, you just learned this weekend. Let's just see, like, let's play a little experiment. And I started heart focused breathing and I didn't say anything to her. Like I literally just, while she was ranting at me, started some heart focused breathing. And within 60 seconds, without me saying a word, 
she had completely calmed down and was speaking rationally again. And we were coming to some sort of like, you know, I don't know what, what's the word I'm trying to find. We were, we were, we had, we were coming to a solution for the yeah. situation. And so anyway, the idea is, first of all, your energy is going to mirror. So if you can control, I hate the word control. If you can I adapt it as a control, do, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can you, control my emotion. If you can adapt your own reaction to, to what's going on around you, if you can be aware of your triggers and also aware of renewing emotions in your life by gathering all of that information and having that awareness, then you can apply the skill and basically bring your body back into what we call coherence and coherence. The easiest way to picture, to explain that is picture a rowing team, a good one, not a bad one, like a good rowing team and how they just glide through the water and everyone's moving as one organism compared to like when you and your friends are trying to canoe or cabrew, if you've ever, you know, done that, where it's like one person's like, no, go to the left. And the other person's like, wait, which left, you know, like nobody really knows. Yeah. And you end up going in circles and you don't get anywhere. Yeah. So heart focused breathing basically, and all this, and it's the foundational tool in heart math and everything else builds on it. But what it does is it can bring us back to coherence. And the really cool part of it is that, you know, cortisol is something that we, it's a stress hormone, right? We release it when we're feeling stress, when we're not, I mean, it's like that fight or flight thing. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, you can research tons of thing about cortisol and the impact it has on your immune system and your, you know, and weight and like all the things, five minutes a day of heart focused breathing made in studies showed a hundred percent change in cortisol levels where medication only changed or only showed a 35% change. Mm. So we like have the medicine within us. Yeah. Right. And it's just so cool when you think about how much power we actually have to, to take care of, of our own emotions. Yeah. And this is something that is slowly over the past few years and will be more way in the future having more research done. Cause I mean, you don't get that type of statistics where there's a hundred percent beneficial change. Really? That's a legit thing. And we're going to have more and more research on this to where, you know, hopefully we won't have to depend on the pharmaceutical companies as much for a lot of stuff or what, you know, we can heal our bodies using this. Yeah. And in no way am I anti-pharmaceutical. Like I, there's yeah. a place for everything. And Alison, I know you're not either. Like there is a place for everything, you know, and there is a need like, you know, people's personal needs are their personal needs. But I just think it's really empowering to know that there's this tool that you can use at any moment. Like you can use it while you're driving. This isn't meditation. This isn't sitting with candles and a quiet space. This is while you're driving, while you're in the shower, I've done this sitting next to my daughter. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, my daughter just turned 16 and we've been doing a lot of driving over the past, (laughs) over the past six months while she had her temporary license. And I mean, there were moments where we were having conversations about school and peers and things where as a mom, I, you know, I could get overprotective and get a little bit crazy about and you know, but I would feel myself 
getting tense and it was coming out of something we call overcare. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in HeartMath, we don't talk about love the same way that a lot of people do because love can be a renewing emotion, but it can also be a depleting emotion at times. And in that moment, I knew that my love for her was a depleting emotion. It was overcare. That's what we would call it. And I immediately, because I've been working on my awareness so much, was able to flip, like I was able to flip the switch. And I, and I immediately was like, you are getting anxious, you are getting stressed, and it's going to project onto her and she is going to mirror that same emotion. So you need to check yourself. And that all happened within like 10 seconds. Yeah. And then I literally was sitting next to her listening to the rest of about her day practicing some heart focused breathing. She didn't know. I mean, later, sometimes she knows because she's like, are you doing that thing? Like, it's so funny, but you know, I could regulate the situation by regulating myself. So it's pretty, and it's pretty powerful. When I'm coaching clients individually, sometimes I come across some people who are just like, Oh, I can't, I can't sit and do meditation. And I get that. Like meditation's great for you too. And doing that, I think helps, helps calm your mind and restore your body, but it doesn't so much affect the people around you. It's more like self-care, taking care of yourself. So if you're somebody who either can't sit still to do a 20 minute meditation or doesn't like that idea or whatever, I'd highly recommend checking into Jackie's courses to sort of take a look at the heart math in it, because it's, you can make it shorter than that. Like it, you can do it in the whatever amount of time that you have and it affects the people around you as well, which then makes it a little bit easier on you. Once you can like calm down everybody's nerves, then everything's a lot easier than you having to be like, okay, I'm leaving the room to go do a meditation, which is what I have to do a lot of times. And that takes longer and you got to go get yourself to a different area and whatever. And you're not so much affecting the people around you. So this is like literally magical. It is. And I don't know. And I don't like ever want people, I, you know, there's no quick fix in life for anything ever, but it's a pretty magical tool to have. So, you know, mood shift has different courses that are all short. And my whole thing with mood shift is I wanted, I wanted it to be affordable, easily accessible. I will for full on heart math level one, level two, you know, there's, vir there's virtual option, but it is an all, it's an all day training for, to be a certified coach that is weeks long to, and then you, and you can get one-on-one, -on -one, you know, mentoring, coaching with HeartMath where you learn so many techniques based on your personal needs that is available. The idea with mood shift was almost a catalyst for people who could do this, this small bit. It's like, Oh, I have, my kid has testing anxiety, or I, as a college student have testing anxiety. I'm going to go through this process with this mini virtual course. That's three days long. And once I purchase it, I have access to it at any time. It's affordable. I mean, very, very affordable. And it gives this snippet. It gives just this basic skill that I can try. And then if I want to go further with that, and I can get some one-on-one -on -one coaching to work through, you know, the rest. I just wanted people. It's so simple. It can, it can be so simple. And, um, and you don't have to go to a doctor's office. You don't have to, you know, I, like there's so many more options now than ever before. Honestly, thanks to 2020. Right? Yeah. 
everyone, everyone pivoted. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think there's a huge place for it and a need. Just so everybody knows, I walked through the course, the testing shift course. And mm-hmm. I know you said it's three days. What, what they need to remember is that that's not like two of the trainings were like five minutes long. So, you know, right. you do one training one day, it can be during your lunch break. And then the next day, well, I think one of it was a little bit longer because it was actually walking you through the the process, but yeah. nothing's over 20 minutes. I don't know. And every day it says the time commitment, like yeah. each it um, on teachable, it divides things into lectures. And each day I say that I give everyone a heads up on the time commitment. Yeah. And I think, you know, practice makes progress. So anything that you do, so like the skills are provided to you and taught to you, but then if you want the results, you are going to have to apply them and you're going to have to practice them with just like anything, right? So the lessons are very, very short. And then the application, the idea is that you would continue it on, you know, especially in something like testing shift, that course that awareness and then and then the applicable skills that you have to move forward. Hopefully you're able to apply those every single time and every single time you get better at it and you feel better and you feel more empowered. So for the testing shift, I know that you said that it's mainly for maybe older kiddos, but I know for me, I like, I remember being in kindergarten and we were testing for horizons, which was like the advanced placement you know, going into first grade advanced placement. And I had so much testing anxiety. Uh-huh. I like put so much pressure on myself as this little, I mean, I was like, in a, we're both six, two profile. So we were like little adult children almost. Yeah. So, I mean, if the parent of even a young child could take this, then they can learn the skills to sort of walk that, that child through it. Right. Yeah. That's actually a really good point, Allison. So thanks for saying that. I would say because testing shift is definitely, and I put that on all the courses. This is geared towards, you know, high school and above. And, but if a parent took that course, they would definitely walk away with some tools in their tool belt to walk their younger child through any sort of, you know, testing perform classroom anxiety that they were having. So that's a really good point. My mom was a part-time nurse at the elementary school. And I got so like classroom anxiety was huge for me. I would go several times a week to the nurse's office with a, with an upset stomach. So like, I just don't want people to think that they have to wait till their kids are doing a really big deal test or, you know, taking the SATs or something like that. Like it affect, it caused serious anxiety in me through all my years of kindergarten and elementary school. So I wish that had something like this. Um, And thank you for being expansive on that because that is a really good point. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that walking through the testing shift course as an adult would have had everything I need to walk a young child through stuff. So the testing shift, but tell us about all the, uh, you have like three other ones. Tell us about each of those. So testing shift is published. Athlete shift will be published today. I'm actually really excited about that one because And I talk about it in the introduction video about all the moments in my life. Anytime I had to perform solo and perform, and that's the thing, it's athlete shift, but here's the deal. Like my daughter is a flautist, a flutist. I don't like the word flautist. But they're both correct. Okay. They are because it feels weird. Anyway. um, And she's talented. 
And, you know, I see like, it, my point is it would go with anything. And even as an adult, if you have a younger child that's struggling with some, some performance anxiety when it comes to sports or anything like that, you honestly would benefit from taking it yourself and then picking and choosing what you would want them to have access to and what you would want them, which videos you'd want them to watch and work through. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely there. So testing shift, athlete shift, um, communication shift, I'm super excited about. And then um, parenting shift will be a course on mindful parenting, uh, which I have learned a lot about in the especially as, like I said before, as my daughter has gone through this massive change in the turning 16 and the driving and like literally the panic attacks that it has caused for me <laughs> not to make it about me, yeah. but it's like a lack of control that I did not realize I was going to have such a struggle with. I watched, I've, I don't know if everybody has Apple TV plus, but I watched like the first episode of this special documentary docu-series on apple tv plus called becoming you it follows like a hundred babies in their first five years of life in tokyo japan when their child turns three they send them out by themselves on an errand no they don't yes they effing do <laughs> that is the first scene of this tv show and i'm like what i mean the kid comes back and he's fine. He went and got sushi for his family for dinner. He crossed major roads. Just no, that's not a, no. Yeah, really. My daughter is so capable, but this whole driving thing has brought back. My sister and I always laugh about our superpower, which is called disaster brain. Actually, we said we call it our we said our superhero name would be Anxiety Girl. Yeah, and we call it disaster brain. And I have had my disaster brain so under control for a while now, but my daughter turning 16 has like brought it all back. I'm I mean, sure. I literally texted a friend this morning and I'm like, so Katie just drove her, just left to drive herself to school today. So as soon as she texted me that she was there, I felt fine. But you know, the whole drive, all I had was panic that she was going to swerve to avoid a deer and then end up in the river and drown in her car. Like that's where my head was going. Yeah. And that's not healthy. I literally was practicing hard math for a half an hour straight while I knew she was driving. Cause I'm like, you, I'm like lady, meaning me when I say lady, yeah. I'm like, you need to get yourself under control. Like that is insane. But how grateful am I to have these tools? Because I will tell you, when she was younger and her dad and I first got divorced because, you know, obviously as a mom, if you're not there, that's why something would happen. Not, yeah. be not because just stuff happens, right? Like it's, it yeah. must be, it's only because I'm not there, yeah. which is so irrational. But I used to go through the same thing and I did not cope well. Like literally on the days that she wasn't with me, I would self-medicate alcohol yeah. basically. Like I would be, I mean, I'm not proud of that at all. But it was like, I needed something to numb, Yeah, you know, and, and I, and I definitely had an abusive relationship with alcohol in the days that she wasn't with me to yeah. mask this other feeling that I was having. Yeah. And so I'm just so incredibly grateful that I have this tool and that I developed this tool so that, you know, I didn't know this was going to come when she turned 16, but it totally like kind of flared back up in this lack of control. So I just need her. Listen, she's a great, she's a great driver. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to 
totally fine, but I am grateful. And I'm actually excited to talk about that in the parenting shift class, the whole like mindful parenting and that whole piece of overcare versus true care. And, you know, the power we have as parents to, I don't just like, I hate the word control, manage the energy, manage, yeah. you know, we do, we do have that power. We just don't, we don't tap into it a lot. So by the time this comes out, I'm going to have a human design parenting masterclass out. It's going to be short, but it's going to be like a deep dive into each type, depending on what type your inner, your kid's energy type is and going into little tips and stuff. And so I think I'm going to link your parenting, mindful parenting course in there so that people can have access to it. So I'll, I'll put it in the show notes here, but I'm also just going to put it in there because I feel like that's, that's useful as well. Tell us a little bit. The one I'm most excited about is the communication one. That is what I am getting ready to take. So tell us about that. So we have a sneak preview. So I'm actually so, so, so excited about that one because I really do feel like I've learned so many things. First of all, and I've learned so many things from a lot of just personal growth and development, lots of reading, lots, I mean, lots and lots. But I also, again, going through divorce, co-parenting the way that our families choose to do. We're actually very intertwined. We, we celebrate birthdays together. We've been to Disney world together. Like we do the things and that's not always easy. Right. So there's been that piece that has helped me shift a lot. And then there's been this piece as far as like, just, you know, communicating with my husband now and Allison and I actually were just talking about this, but something so simple. Well, First of all, as far as heart math and coherence and energy, I liked to test when I first learned about this, there's actually a device you can um, purchase called uh, an M-Wave and it's an app on your phone and it hooks onto your, it reads your pulse to get your heart rate, not just your pulse, but your heart rate variability while you're practicing heart-focused breathing to check what your coherence level is. Hmm, I might have to get this thing. Uh, pretty cool. And I don't make any money off of that. I can, we can put a link for that in here too, Allison, um, where to get it. It's, I think it's like 150 bucks to be honest, but it's really cool. It's like a mirror to your coherence while you're practicing. My husband drew and I, we, I'd be like, I need to test it out. So I would like check my coherence after having a glass of wine. Like I have like a baseline of no, and then I would check my coherence after eating sugar. And then I would check my coherence when he was in the room. Here's what's so cool about my husband. He has, I've, our pets just cling to him. So I've always known that he has this like really calming, like he's yeah. pretty coherent. When I sit next to him on my M wave, my coherence goes up. So like, he just has wow. this really great energy. So it's just kind of fun to play around with. But anyway, back to this community, yeah. sorry, sidebar communication oh, I thing. I've learned so much in the sense of, you know, listening versus, I know it doesn't make, doesn't sound like it right now, but listening versus, <laughs> versus speaking yeah. and, you know, how to communicate with people where you're not putting them on the defensive. It's so important yeah. and how to communicate with people where you're so coherently listening to them that you can hear their shadow. Like yeah. you, you don't get defensive because you can hear the insecurity or the past experience in their heart that happened that is making them react a certain way in a certain moment. When you can communicate with people that way by truly, truly coherently listening to them, I mean, that is so powerful. Yeah. 
so powerful to be able to hear what people are really saying yeah. instead of just what your shadow says that they're saying. You know, one thing Allison and I were talking about before this started is just something so powerful that here's a freebie tip, right? Is that whole, um, when, when Drew or I have learned when, when we come to vent to each other about something, we literally will say, okay, wait, do you want me, just so I know the expectation, do you want me to like help you fix it? Or do you just want me to like commiserate with you right now? Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Just that simple question. Sorry, you were about to say something. No, I was going to ask, well, I was going to note something and then see what you think with that whole, I like with your idea, not idea, like it's a thing of being able to see or hear people's like inner child wounding or shadow or whatever, Mm -hmm. instead of being on the defensive. I feel like there's three levels to human, the evolution of human consciousness. There's like one where it's just like unaware, just going through the motions with the reacting to each other, whatever. There's Mm -hmm. level two, which is aware, but still reactive, which is where I'm at right now. It's a hard place to be because I'm like, dang it. I'm aware that I just like totally got triggered and totally got defensive with this person or this person or this person. And then there's level three, which is like aware and able to stay in coherence or affect another person and see that that when they're yelling at you, that's their inner child wounding or their shadow or shadow or what, or your shadow showing up or projecting on each other or whatever, and being able to stay level. I, I know that it takes some time. It's not going to be just like, oh, I'm going to do the communication one time, you know, class one time, and it's going to be fixed forever. But like, I'm at, so at level two and it's such, it's almost like sometimes I'm like, I'd rather not be aware, you know, I'd rather be back at level one. But moving up to level three, being aware and being able to do the heart math, you know, the heart coherence thing would be the best possible. Did you, do you like feel that? Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. And the whole time you were speaking, I guess what I, what I was hearing you say is that it's frustrating to you that you're like, like you're expecting perfection. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the reality is that even when you're at level three, per your words, you're going to slip back to level two. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And so nobody is going to be perfect. And I think that's where that whole piece of like gathering awareness, gathering awareness, constantly gathering awareness. And, you know, Drew and I still argue. Yeah. I mean, I, like I know the things he knows what triggers me we know we also deeply love each other and that we would never, and like we're, I, if he says something mean, like if he has a moment, I, in the back of my head, am always like, this man loves me and he would never say something hurtful on purpose, but it's taken a long time to be able to be secure. I think in couples relationships, you also have to be pretty secure in your relationship because I often were the most abusive to the people we feel the most comfortable with. And the people that we know will love us unconditionally. So like the more, you know, somebody loves you, the more sometimes abusive you are to them because you're, that's how, that's the whole mom and child relationship, right? Like who gets the brunt of everything? The mom does because there's like this innate unconditional, in my perspective, there's this belief of innate unconditional love. So it's like, if I'm going to snap at somebody, I'm going to snap at my mama. 
because yeah. I know five minutes later she'll hug me and she'll tell me she loves me and she'll be like do you want a cookie like you know what I like <laughs> it's just it's uh, like it's just is what it is but anyway we are constantly evolving in between level two and level three so I guess like if you find yourself as a level one you want to be able to you want to be able to fluidly move between level one and two and then more level two right level two is not a bad place to be Allison yeah. <laughs> That's not, you know, and then eventually merge into lane level three and they keep working at it. And, you know, and pretty soon before you realize it, you're just, you, you're really able to look at people and be like, okay, that's about you, not me. And that's okay. True empathy and compassion, like true, you know, knowing that most, most people, honestly, unless they're like a total sociopath are coming from a good place and coming from a hurt place. Yeah. Now there are people who are complete sociopaths and are yeah. like, want to stay and, away. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's where boundaries come in. Yeah. Right. Like that's where, you know, it's not all kittens and rainbows and it's not like you're going to take a communication course and apply heart math and fix everything. Cause there's also truly our abusive relationships yeah. where you shouldn't be a part of them or subject yourself to that. But, but I think for the most part, we can solve so many issues and so many communication barriers before they even get started with a lot, a lot of self-awareness and honesty, you know? Yeah. And I honestly think that the, for, I'm going to take the communication course. Cause I think I can use it for some friendships too. Cause there's so many, especially right now with like this whole past year, everybody's sort of like shifted in certain things. It's like, Oh, I'm really, you know, it's very black and white thinking right now, like very extremes. Okay. And so that's hard for me because I'm very gray. Like I'm very like, let's look at this and let's look at this and da, da, da. And I feel like I've gotten very defensive about lots of stuff instead of trying to see this person's acting out of fear and that's okay. And it's just a very fear, like there's a lot of fear going on right now. And instead of judging them for this extreme thinking, fear-based actions or whatever, it's like, hey, this is okay. Like it's okay. And I'm okay the way that I'm thinking too. And I can still love this person and have compassion for them and listen to them, like listen to them instead of, you know, immediately get on the defense and be like, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? So I need to take for that reason too. I think that's, that's actually one of the things that we kind of talk about in heart math. It's like, if everybody in the whole world at some point could access this feeling and this skill, then think about just how much better off we all could be. Yeah. I mean, just first of all, the energy that everybody would be putting off. Second of all, active listening, like truly, (laughs) truly active listening. I don't know. I just, and I'm, anyway, you're right. Everything has been very black and white this year and it has been very, very triggering. So if if there was ever a time that this was needed, I think it's, now. So I would say, regardless of if you're in a romantic relationship or not, if you got triggered at one point during 2020, I would take the communication course and it can help out some. Okay. We could probably talk for like another hour. I want to touch really quick on a few of your like special magical manifester bits of your human design chart, just so that people know, like you could go and teach yourself heart math or whatever, but a reason to, um, learn about it through Jackie. That's really important is that she 
A, is a manifester. So just like the energy in your throat chakra and walking through courses by you is going to be especially, I don't know, like it's going to be a different type of container than if you would take it from, you know, Susie Q or whatever. And in your incarnation cross, you have 52, I think is your first number in there. Gate 52 is about sitting still and resisting restlessness, which is one thing that you sort of have to learn in walking through heart math, which is really cool. And something I think you've learned too, but anyway, really, really quick. Tell us about like a couple of quick things you've learned through digging into your human design chart. And I know that, you know, I think I told you about it first and then you have definitely like taken a deep dive and learned about it on your own. So this isn't just like all the stuff I've told you, but I want to know what you've learned about your chart specifically and how it's helped you. I think my biggest takeaway from my chart, honestly, has been the whole gut intuition thing and waiting 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I emotional authority, your emotional authority manifester. Yes. And I'm a non-specific and I'm an emotional authority. And so, and I'm really bad about all the lingo, Allison. Like literally, I feel like every day I'm like, wait, what's that thing called again that I have? But that's why you're the expert, which I so appreciate. (laughs) But I would say my biggest change, no, there's two big changes. One is waiting 24 hours before making decisions. I am actually, I labeled myself an immediate overreactor. That's what I used to be in my former, my former life, right? Like talk to me about five years ago and I was an immediate overreactor. And I see this so much in teaching. I see it so much where something happens and the, the hens start clucking and I've been the hen before. So I, and I still am sometimes like, even when I don't mean to be, I catch myself. But first of all, I stop myself now and I'm able to like, I just like, before I, before I say anything, before I act, before I do anything, I've been so much better about waiting for that. And I'm so grateful that I've learned that because the other thing is as far as manifesting goes, how I'm really not supposed to be if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. That feels really good to know. And oh, and the third thing is it's okay to rest. Man, I was a go, 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 go. Like when I took the human design thing, I was sure I was a generator, came out manifester. I was so surprised. And to learn that this whole, my whole life, I've been supposed to be okay with resting. And I have never been like, I've, I've never, I've, I've always carried guilt. Yeah. Like, And you're definitely, so you have an open ego, which is all about that. The open ego is sort of, you don't have to have a constant willpower about things. Like it's okay to have times where you don't. Now, when you do have a willpower about things, your manifesterness is very like big and can make things happen like this, but it's also important to those times where you're, you want to rest that you don't push through anyways. Yeah. And that, and I've always been a push through. Yeah. All, I mean, Ironman training is pushing yeah, through. Yeah. You know, so, and, and marathon training and like all of that is pushing through. And so I've always put pushing through with success. And I think it's been really eye opening and very cool to, first of all, find that out about myself. And then also me understanding that and that different people are going to thrive. And I already knew that, but you know what I mean? Like knowing that different people are going to thrive different ways and not everybody should be just pushing through. Like it's, that's not what's right for everybody. Yeah. And so that also has really helped me in my understanding 
of others. And like, if I catch myself getting frustrated, like I feel like because I was a high achiever, because I was a high achiever, I would get irritated when I felt like other people were being lazy towards their goals. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, everybody just works in their own different way, you know, and, and what's, and what's going to get the best performance. I know you talk all that you speak all the time to being a procrastinator, but how like, that's your gift. Procrastination is your gift. <laughs> you do your best, you know? And, and isn't it funny that like our entire lives, the word procrastination has had like a negative connotation. It's definitely in my shadow still. So it's like having to, having to look at that. If y'all don't know what we're talking about with shadow, I don't oh, even yeah. know where Sorry. to I can link, no, I talk about it a lot. I, I'll link to a book about shadow work if you want to get into that a little bit, or you can you can DM either of us as well. Okay, we probably need to wrap up because I think we've been, I know, we've been talking like, forever. I'm so we, sorry. Okay, no, I think we should have a follow-up episode after I do the communications course and talk oh, yeah. about how it's transformed lots of things. <laughs> I would love that. I w- you got to practice it for, it can't be immediately after. Yes, like, obviously maybe in the next couple of months, we can, we can jam on that. I highly recommend give Jackie a follow. I'll put her Instagram below and all of the different courses that she has out below. There's testing performance. It can be athletes or, or band members. Cause that's, I'm, I'm a flutist too. communication <laughs> and parenting, right? Yes. Those are, those are the ones testing shift is already out. The other three will be out this week. Perfect. Anything else, anything to close? No, I'm just so excited. Thank you. This is so fun. I mean, just feel like just sitting and having a conversation with you. We could geek out over this stuff. For I know. Hours. It's so fun. And we'll have to dig. We'll definitely have to dig into that. Cause I feel like I want to, I just need to go experience it. So I welcome all of y'all to follow Jackie on Instagram and then also um, enroll in whatever of those courses feels like it's most talking to you right now, most calling to you, just enroll. I have a feeling you're going to love Jackie's teaching style. She's really, really good. But just to make sure that you like it, enroll in one. And then I feel like all of them have are applicable in, in one area of our life or another. So thank you yeah. for putting this work out there. I sort of pushed Jackie a little bit to do it. I was like, here, you need to get a teachable like platform and just go ahead and put this stuff out. Like it's so simple. It's very simple to do. And I'm thankful that you did. It's I'm fun. thankful that you let me let go of being a perfectionist. So that is uh, really important and it's, and it's good. Yeah. And a lot of people need this. So yeah, at mood.shift is the Instagram. And then on that Instagram, there's a link tree and the link tree will link you to my teachable account for the mini courses. And then also one-on-one coaching is available via another link on oh, there. Awesome. Even yeah. Cool. Okay. I might have to right. do that after I take the communication course. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with us today, Jackie. I'm, I know everybody is going to find so much value in following you and taking your courses and we'll have you back on soon. Okay. Thanks so much, Allison. Thank you. Bye guys. Thanks for listening. For more Align Designs and to connect with Allison, go to aligndesigns.co. A production of the Sound Off Media Company.